0: Episode 335, The Rant, Corey Powell, Part 2, The Return. As we revisit the bright acolyte, we celebrate this young man, riding around, refing, and getting it. In this pod, we discuss how he hit my line, express he wanted all the smoke, getting all the reps he could since the floodgates of basketball officiating has opened up, learning all he can, all while finishing out his college years in playing. All that and more, Corey Powell, Part 2, The Return. Now... The Rant has been brought to you by Geo Studios, now open. They are located one block south of Westbury Train Station in the heart of Long Island, New York. Looking to bring your art or event to life? Trying to record a podcast? Enjoy six rooms of studio space to create audio and visual content. It also includes an 800-square-foot cyclorama wall studio, a state-of-the-art recording studio, three breakout rooms for four to six people each, which include a green room and lounges, a quality surround sound with six speakers and studio lighting, and most importantly, two on-site restrooms. You know I need my restrooms. Book your space today. For more information, find us at geoevents.com. The Rant has been brought to you by Long Island Legends U, the premier youth flag football league on Long Island. Calling all ages from 4 under to 18 and under, both boys and girls. Sign up as a team or a free agent. Expect pictures, social media posts, full game weekly highlight videos, and much, much more. Fall season for 2021 is rapidly approaching. Sign up today. To register, visit legendsu.com or follow us on Instagram at lilegendsu. Legends are not born, they are created. Welcome to another edition of The Rant. I'm your host, Ralph the Ref. I'm with a super special guest. Uh, Part two, The Return, was on during the pandemic. It's crazy how long this thing has been going, but from episode 266, fame on The Rant, Mr. Corey Powell. How we doing? I'm good, man. I'm happy to see you in person. i only seen you like twice since the pandemic. I saw you in August. Um, That's when I was living my pandemic best life. And um, I wouldn't even think about reffing. I'm going to be real with you. Um, And then, you know, a lot of things have broke my way. A lot of things have been broken your way. I'm interested to see just from the evolution of like what has happened during the pandemic for you. But first, nonetheless, welcome to the show. How are you, man?
1: I'm doing good. I'm glad to be here.
0: Yeah, you like this whole studio setup? I like the studio setup. you confused? It's way
1: better than uh, the phone call we had.
0: Yeah, well, we, you, had, you had school. You, had, yeah. you were trying to do remote learning and all that. But so. since that time I saw you, August 2020, and then you were on the podcast and then you went to school, the pandemic has definitely evolved into something a lot different. Obviously, we're still going through the pangs of the different consequences that have happened in terms of the economy. Things are now opening up. And I think it's like a real weird time because... Shit, I just was at CVS just this morning and I don't know who's vaccinated. I don't know who's not vaccinated. I don't know who's not into it. I don't, people aren't wearing masks. People are wearing masks for me. We wore masks so long that it's it's weird for me to take it off, right? And you've been on the ground a lot more. I know you sent the kite out maybe like a month ago or two months ago after my tournament um, you were like, I want all the smoke. And I was like, All right, you sure, man? You sure you want to do eight games in a day? But, you know, that's one of those things that you go through as a referee. And I remember the time when, and you could probably attest to this too, when you first get certified, especially when you don't have any connections, you're just like, Man, I don't even know where I'm going to get a game. I don't even know who to ask. But then you would go around the circuit and you'd be like, Why are all these refs? just always everywhere. And they doing all the games and I can't get nothing. And then eventually you'll get some breadcrumbs here. And then eventually you're at the point where you're at. And you know, the reason why I mention this to you because I seen that evolution. Now I haven't been on the ground with you reffing per se, but you know, obviously as the assigner, I always hear different uh, feedback from different people. Um, One comment that I'll say is, and, and this is all nothing but complimentary things that they said about your officiating skills. And of course I know you're an outstanding young man. But they were just like, wow, Corey uh, does all of the uh, weekday games now, and he gets all out. So, which is like, you know, kind of like the rite of passage. First, you just get, especially at Island Garden, you get two games maybe once every three weeks. And then, okay, maybe you got Tuesday and Wednesday. You got two games those days. But then eventually, your Saturday's full, your Sunday's full, and then you just kind of become that regular when people are starting new. And now you're at that point where you you start going like, oh, don't worry, it'll come. So what's that like, that whole evolution of like getting no games to finally reaching out to me and now getting to the point where like you're really finding your foot. And and I really, you know, what really makes me happy is that not only – what, what did i i gave you the ability i was also influential in in being able to assist you and get some of those games but you did the work you you obviously have a, a strong caring passion of course from the game of basketball but just officiating but just talk about your experience through that whole evolution
1: yeah so uh first of all thank you for um you know taking a chance like i texted you but um for me i think you hit it right on the nail when you said connections you know so me passing the class you know that was obviously the first step mm-hmm. but then secondly you know, um, trying to connect with people and, you know, trying to find the right people to get all those games. Because, again, like, when you start reffing, you know, you'll go to different spots and you'll see the same refs, you know. Don't understand. Exactly. Makes so no sense. Once you get those games and you connect with those refs, things start breaking down. They get easier. But, um, you know, for me, when I was getting the two games here, two games there, you know, I always thought of it as, all right, so, you know, I could do this game, you know, real hard because mm-hmm. I don't have eight games in a day. So right. when I do these two games, you know, I'm going to do it to the best of my ability mm. and then all the way up to the process of being that regular, you know. So for me, that was easy.
0: I'm going to try to just tie this into something that I saw. We're taping this on June 23rd, 2021. I just saw game two of the Western Conference Finals, Phoenix Suns. Did you watch the game? Yeah. That game was tight, boy, mm-hmm. right? hmm they really won me over. I used to live in Arizona, to be told, and I, I do want them to win the championship. But what I really noticed them, especially outside of Chris Paul, since he's not playing right now, is that, yo, their competitive spirit is like to the nth degree when it comes to Cameron Payne. I remember when he used to do those crazy dances with uh, Westbrook. I'm like, this guy's... I, I, as soon as I saw that day, I was like, this guy's out the league in like a year. Mm-hmm. But you could see he completely had a 180 and now he really cares about the game. That's one. Two... um. I think about somebody like Cameron Johnson, who's just like, he's a killer, right? Mikhail so, Bridges, killer, right? When I'm talking about the competitive spirit, I know you have that within the game of basketball, but officiating is different because you kind of want to have that competitive spirit, but it's, it's really difficult, especially in the beginning, because, I mean, you're not doing enough games to get to that, right? And sometimes you just do little kid games, so it's really hard to get up for that. So I, I always say this as an official it's really hard to get the same type of practice that you can for as opposed to basketball. Basketball, you could just shoot your way to get a good jump shot, right? But in refereeing, the only way you're going to, like, unless you wake up and you start running back and forth from your backyard and you start blowing the whistle, looking crazy, they might think you a bird watcher in your backyard. But the only way you're going to really get good is if you just keep doing games and games and games and games. How do you think you develop your competitive spirit? Because, you know, a lot of people have told me And and I'm not surprised that your play calling is completely excellent, only because, I mean, you play basketball at a high level, right? You've you've been somebody that has been through the thick of it. You know how the beats go. So I'm assuming that that translates very well in a real game when you're officiating. But how do you think you developed that competitive spirit, especially like in the beginning when you were just doing little kids?
1: Yeah, um, I think it's. Just me being a basketball player, just trying to stay true to the game, understand that no matter who's on the court, you know, the job still got to get done. The calls Mm -hmm. still have to be made. So, you know, part of that, you know, from a professional standpoint, just, you know, regardless of who's on the court, just going about it the right way. And then um, to go back to actually your original point, Cameron Payne, I think, you know, his story is really interesting Mm -hmm. because you see him. He said like his point was when he was out the league. And then that Yeah, he went of, to China. Yeah, I mean, that, that, you go to China, that's over for you. That built him back up into the, you know, the player who he is now. Right. He's a well, he's a good player. Mm. And I think that was, you know, kind of me during the pandemic, you know, the pandemic kind of stopped people, made people evaluate and think, and I think that was what um kind of spearheaded me into the officiating thing, you know, from there. Mm.
0: And that's also weird because at that time when basketball was on pause, if there's no basketball, there's no officiating because there's no basketball games to officiate. I know for me, I spent this whole year just trying to figure out, and this has always been kind of like my goal. How do I come closer to the officiating community without really officiating? So I feel like I'm cracking the code. I, I still feel like I got a lot to go and I still want to officiate at some point. But you know, it's really great to see somebody like you really butting into you know, um, a very excellent official. Now, when it comes to you know, you're only 20, 21 years old. Um, you know, I can't even imagine being that young and officiating. I started when I was 32 years old. So, you know, what I want to ask you, especially like when you're doing these adult leagues, when you know, they're older than you, right. And also the coaches, they're probably like, yo, you a little kid, man. What? How have you been able to really harness that and say like, "No, nah, I'm in charge right now?
1: Yeah. Um, I make that a point. Um, you know, to make sure I have that presence on the court where mm. I don't come off as like a, a little kid doing a game, you know? So it's important for me to cover my bases, you mm. know, running the floor, you know, making strong calls, you know, when I'm explaining calls, to make sure I'm explaining it in a way where it's like, okay, this kid knows the rules. He's just not here fooling around. So for me, it's all about my presence. Um, you know, even when I'm talking on the court, I make sure I don't talk in a, in a way that people would think, oh, he's a little kid officiating the mm-hmm. game. So for me, all that, is in my mind pregame, you know, especially when I see older kids or maybe, you know, like a coach, a veteran coach, something like that. You know, I make sure like it's in my mind, you know, stay the course, you know, presence, you know, all that.
0: Do you feel like now at this point in time, I, I done seen on your arbiter, you had like a 100 games. <laughs> Is it a situation where now the coaches know who you are? They know what to expect. And also, can you think of any officials that you have been working with recently that have stepped up your game that made you make, look at things differently?
1: Yeah. So, um, you know, at Island garden, you know, there's some coaches that are regular, so I know those people and then they know who I am. So, you know, that's that, you know, when tournament time comes around, you'll catch a coach who you'll just never seen before. And, and that's fine. And then, um, for the officiating aspect, you know, James Washington, you know. Um, How many
0: times has he been late and you had to st- either start the game or try to figure out like what, what I should do? Well, I
1: had three games with James and he wasn't, he wasn't late to none of them. So no. I was, no. No, no. It's I told, probably because I told, it's you. I told, him, I told him the day before, I said, James, we got three games tomorrow. You better bring your A game. Mm. And, and he left. But What's I,
0: so crazy, he's lived, he lives two minutes away from Island Garden. and he's still. Yeah. He late and then he come with the fedora on still. <laughs> Make no sense. <laughs>
1: so james washington um, for sure um actually um i was at liu we were doing little kids games but i had um two games i think with um, um a referee named michael michael um smolins yeah, yeah yeah and um he actually just gave me, you know, real good advice. I'm sure he did. And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, just for a little... He's
0: moment. also very confusing because you're like, ah, he kid And then you're like, oh, he real yeah. good. Like, damn, I didn't even know that happened. Right? It's like a very yeah. like, wow, this guy's really good.
1: Mm-hmm. So even though we had two little kids game, you know, I got a lot out of that talking to him pregame, yeah. you know, after the game. And, and he really is a good um, official. He tell you to come to the city? Diggs, um, he told me to come to this. He wasn't really he interested is. in my playing career. I was trying to break it down to him, you know, I'm still a player, but he wasn't really interested. He told me I got to get in the Catholic leagues, you know.
0: Right. Well, like I mean, that. his podcast, ironically, is dropping today. He used to be uh, a professional umpire. So mm-hmm. he started when he was like 22. So he probably sees a lot of the characteristics that he had when he was younger. And obviously now that you know this, yeah. you could see 30 years of refereeing experience, right? Yeah. Um. So... Aside from Mike, how about just the, the, the amount of games? Do you feel like you've improved vastly just by doing the amount of reps that you've been doing?
1: Um, yeah, just like as a basketball player, if you want to become better shooter, you got to get the reps. So obviously from game one, like I literally remember my first game there up until, you know, my game yesterday. I think I improved and I think I, I've been trying to improve, you mm-hmm. know. You know when Ernie comes around, you know he, he's giving me, you know, information. I'm trying to apply that. So the next time I see Ernie, he's not telling me the same thing. And the you last, scared of Ernie or not? I'm not scared of Ernie at all. Um, sure. <laughs> nah, the last time you saw me, told me you know I was excellent, I good mechanics and stuff. So if that if he says excellent, exactly that means so. you so, get a sticker on your paper. <laughs> so, um, um, you know that's that's all good. So you know to see my own improvement is good, and then to obviously hear about my improvements you know that's that's good
0: yeah listen I I, obviously I get all the uh, the brunts of the complaints but also I get a lot of complimentary things that sometimes I withhold that information but I want to tell you directly specifically that there's been multiple people that have told me how much of a great job that you've been doing so I want to thank you for the Island Garden staff of the amazing things that you're doing I know that that's something that you wanted but now now that you've evolved and, and you've gotten a lot of games, and now you've really carved the name out yourself, for Island Guard. I know that you want to expand and get to different situations, but you know you still have your basketball career still going on um, as you're playing. Um, I know that's going to be a short two years, mm-hmm. and that's probably something that that really is crossing your mind. That and, and that's probably why Mike was giving you that type of information because even though you know, you know, two years is very short, and then this officiating thing is going to now when. You finally graduate. Do you think you're still going to be playing a little bit? Um, yeah,
1: because I, I seen you play. Yeah, I mean, you that's, still play. That's, that's to be determined, I think. But um, you know, obviously, you know, the end. There's a there's an end to everything. And, you think and,
0: officiating still is going to be more prevalent? Exactly. That's, okay, that's, so you have that determined in your mind. I have it determined. You're in my not moment, going yes. to the league. I'm not going to the. Not I'm going not to one, China. I'm not one of kay. them. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah it, you know sometimes i hear people yeah. and i'm like listen man i know i'm not in the league i definitely don't think you're gonna be in the league either and it's like no i got a contract in estonia i'm like you know where estonia is they don't speak no language you ever heard of it's gonna be far away from so that's good to know and identify that you at least know that that's not something that you want to do that you want to further your career um now, in terms of your officiating goals, I'm sure that has changed based on the amount of reps that you've done. Um, you know, barring what you're doing for, you know, collegiate sports and playing basketball, what are your goals now uh, for officiating basketball?
1: Um, so I'm not really big on on goal setting. You know, I don't like to really make markers. You know, I just like to go with the flow. So I'm 19 right now and I feel like, you know, I've in my short time, you know, improved a lot and learned a lot. So, you know, I think the future, you know, the future is bright, but um, to put a goal, I don't really want to put a goal, but I want to say that I want to, you know, not really get too stagnant in the same place. You know, I want to keep, you know, moving up. So, you know, whatever that looks like down the road, if that's a division one official, you know, if that's a, you know, G League official, whatever it is, you know, for me, I'm just want to keep, keep building. And obviously, you know, I'm young right now. So, you know, I think I have, you know, time, I don't have time, but I have time. Yeah, you have, sense. you have you plenty of
0: time, and hopefully we could get to see you to that point where you are doing Division One in G League, but I'm going to try to assist you in those goals as much as I can, but you have to have goals if if you want me to help you, you know what I'm saying? I, unless you want to be the king of Island Garden, but nah. I, I feel like you're I already think, close to that. I think no?
1: James. I think James is yeah. the king. Of, I think he got that. See, I
0: feel like I got the title, but I'm too inactive. Like, to me, James Washington is Drake, and I'm Jay-Z. Like, mm-hmm. I can't take the title if I'm not always there. So, yeah. I mean, he's, he gets the title by default. But I could just take away his games and do his games and then come back. But breaking news, I am coming back on Saturday. I'm reffing at 9 o'clock, I
1: think. I'm at 9 o'clock, too. We're not together. But, well, know,
0: I purposely didn't put us together yeah, because, yeah, yeah. like, you don't, you don't need my tutelage. anymore. Well, yeah. at the same time, I, I'm going to do my own evaluating outside of Ernie. So, you know, I definitely want to see what's going on. But uh, I'm there Sunday, too. Are you there Sunday?
1: I am there Sunday, too. In the morning? I'm there in the morning. Damn, you get
0: the you get the plush assignments now. Well, you gotta, you gotta talk to me. Man, that's um, that's really yeah, good, man. Sunday
1: I'm with Terry. Saturday I'm with Aaron. And um I did games with him before, so you know that's pretty cool. You know, us being the the young refs mm. around town. And, you know
0: You know, this is something that I never told you. Um I think the best advice I can give you is that, you know, sometimes I always felt like this, I feel like this for my son too. You asked him before when we were coming into the chop shop, you were asking him, how old are you? And he said, 35. And the reason why I tell him he's 35 is because he has like the wisdom of a 35 year old, even though he doesn't have the experience. And I feel the same way about you. And that's really hard because sometimes you're too smart for your own good. And I've always had that as a kid, right? Like, okay, I know like 60 year old people things, but I'm only like 25 and you still got to go through certain things. What I wanted to ask you, and you know, I just recently seen a video of a coach getting beat up. I'm sure that you've (laughs) heard about all this. We're not gonna name any names, but you know, those officials that were on the game, it it felt as though, like for me, and I'll I'll just give you an example. Um, My first, one of my first couple months doing flag football, I had no idea what I was doing. And it's not like basketball. Basketball is like 50-50 responsibility. When it's flag football, if you're the person on the line, you have like 90% of the responsibility and the person in the backfield, all they got to do is just wait for the ball to drop and you go incomplete. It's not really a lot of officiating. The person that's in the front, does the majority of the officiating, but basketball is like 50, 50. It's just like, go for it, go for it, go for it. So I remember there was this one game that I was officiating and I won't name any names, but it was flag football. And as soon as the other official came and I'm still nervous. So I don't have no idea what I'm doing. And I never ref before either. Um, one team was like, "Oh, I hate this guy. I hate when he when he rests my game." And I didn't know what to say because he's my partner, and I don't understand why they got, they obviously had beef before. But then the other team said the same thing. So now I'm just like, "Okay, they both don't like him, and they're both like giving it to him." So it, it's just like it was a constant complaint fest. And then it, he got to the point where I'd say like right before the first half, right? So there's two halves in, in flag football. He just like he he said, "You know what? I'm out." And I'm like, "Where you going?" I don't know what to do. And I thought about myself in that moment because if anything went wrong, and this is, was like my hypothesis, if anything went wrong, I wouldn't know what to do. If somebody left me, definitely don't know what to do. And those things both happened. And I saw I, to myself, I, I wasn't an alpha at the time. I wasn't a leader at the time. When it came to a fishing, I mean, like maybe in a different context, being married or you know being a parent or whatever. But at that particular moment, you know, it was like a it was like a fork in a row where I said, like, do I wanna get yelled at like him or do I want to take control? So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna take control. So I don't know, something just snapped in me and I was like, first down, you know what I'm saying? Like, pass only, and, and it just it it kind of just I just didn't wanna I wanted to preempt them yelling at me. That's yeah. that's pretty much what why I was doing you the what I was out. doing. Yeah. I just didn't want to hear that. I didn't I don't want to get yelled at like that. So that always basically dictated my officiating career where I was like, I never want to be in that situation. Always want to be the leader. Now, if I have the pleasure of reffing with somebody like James, he's a leader too. So that, you know what I'm saying? Leader and leader, then we both good. But for the most part, sometimes James is also like me that he's such an alpha that sometimes when you're new, you're just like, oh, he got it. I don't got to worry about it. But you do got to worry about it. But then there's these situations like I saw with, with that fight. One ref is like, I hope he takes care of it. And the other referee is like, I hope he takes care of it. So when something happened, they just like, "Now nah, you do it.
1: That was my analysis <laughs> too. I, I I was talking about it with a couple of people and that was my analysis too. Um, mm. You know, just everybody was kind of not me, not me, you know?
0: So the play calling comes, the rule, judgment of the rules and, and understanding and interpreting and adjudi- adjudicating rules mm-hmm. is definitely another component. But I think one of the biggest components is just being that alpha on the court, having that presence, you know, just talking about, and you already had that chip on your shoulder because you are young. Um, You feel like you're emerging as one of those alphas like, and also it it transcends age too, right? Like some people, they could be 30 years older than you, and they just don't want to smoke. I want to smoke. I want want to be the one and be like, no, that's not happening here. But that also, you lean to your basketball experience. You lean to like when you played in the playground and everything was chaotic. Do you feel like you're emerging as one of these alpha leaders as an official?
1: I definitely do. I think now, you know, when I see a situation, you know, starting to unfold and that's my basketball side knowing like, okay, this is not trash talk. This is reached the second stage now, you know? So now, you know, I want to, you know, jump in and say, all right, you know, let me take let me take control over this and and maybe when i first started that wasn't something you know i would look to right. especially if i had you know the james or or you know whoever was on the game you know i would say you know you know they, they've they been doing this long enough you know they could do that but now i've I've emerged to the point where it's like i see a situation i know how to handle it and and i'm gonna get ahead of it and i'm gonna you know handle it so
0: was there a moment that you just was could identify it and say like okay now i'm i'm the leader in this was there like a a situation where you remember where you were like oh, okay i yeah. got this
1: um actually yeah so i was doing some games at um island garden and um there was a you know fast break foul in the nba they call it a euro foul take foul whatever you want to say and um so like the kid stole the ball you know he fouled some whatever and technically if you look in the rule book you know that would be deemed a intentional foul um so that's what the coach is asking me he was like technically isn't that an intentional foul and um, I went over to the kid who fouled, and I was like, you know, make sure, you know, we're going for the ball because I knew he didn't have an, any intent, you know, fouling. But, you know, technically by rule, you know, you got to make a play on the ball. So fast forward to another steal to happen. The kid um grabs the kid and he kind of pushes him after. So I stepped in and, and I teed up that kid who pushed him. You know, I didn't. Go intentional foul because i felt like the hold and the push was two separate um kind of situations so at that point you know i take that kid and and eventually the kid that got up you know he like chest bumped him so i take that kid too but in that moment it was a situation that needed to be controlled so for me you know it was you know am i gonna want the smoke here or am i gonna you know go to my partner or, or whatever but you know with me my play you know i took control over it and i handled it well and we moved on so. mm. For me, once that situation happened, I was like, okay, you know, I could do this. You know, this is me.
0: Right. Now, one thing that I I do want to say is that you have experience playing college basketball. Refereeing um, a school game is much different than the beats that you have in Island Garden. And I'll tell you specifically, sometimes when these referees constantly do recreation, AAU games, they don't know the positioning of a timeout. They don't know where you're supposed to take the ball out. Are you still brushing up on those things? Because it's a lot different outside the circuit of Island Garden.
1: Yeah, so I don't know when I'm gonna do my first school game. So for me personally, when I'm doing Island Garden game, you know, you'll you'll probably see it like I'll referee it like it's a regular game. You know, I don't I don't cheat the cheat the system, you wanna say that? But you know, when I when there's a timeout, you know, I'll go thirty to coach white team you know like i don't want to even before i start you know create that kind of like undisciplinary you know kind of thing so you know my mechanics you know i'll do it just how they're supposed to be done mm. you know um that's just who i am you know so you know for me that that part i don't think that'll ever happen i think i'll i'll stay i'll stick with that
0: that's good do you feel like now that you've had all of this rep playing uh coach Officiating basketball, do you think that it's to the point where you enjoy officiating equally as much as you do playing basketball?
1: Um, I think, you know, that would obviously take some time. You know, I don't think two years of officiating oh, sorry, can, you still equal, can equal still the, the, the years of playing. But um, I definitely do like um, officiating and, you know, it's getting there and it's, it's closing in, you know, in just that short period of time. So I think that that says something. Mm.
0: That's cool, yeah. man. I'm really enjoying, and we we had this uh, talk off air about you would never officiate any other sport, man. I'm trying to tell you, man, I own a flag football league. You don't want to ref that? I
1: absolutely don't want to
0: ref It's cash, man. Oh, he's thinking about it now. No, still? No. So just basketball.
1: Just basketball. Why? Because I think that's where I could, I would never officiate where I could be, you know, subpar. Who who said that
0: you would be subpar? How would you know? If I was
1: a flag football ref, I would be why would you say that i I don't even watch football and seriously i I don't even watch i don't don't even watch the super bowl i'm serious
0: why wouldn't you do that
1: i I don't i'm not a football football all right person i'm not mad at that yeah i'm not mad at that i only watch basketball seriously
0: so we're still the beginning of the summer um what are your goals like what not let me not say goals because (laughs) you don't but what what do you plan to be doing officiating wise with uh reffin
1: um so you know obviously constant improvement but um you know Recently and at the beginning of the summer, you know, I went to, you know, different places, you know, different parks. Um, we can shout out my guy, Dez. Um, you know, he put me in a couple games, you know, just to change the scenery. You know, park ball it's different than Island Garden, yeah. you know. Yeah. So, I was just um, with
0: him on Saturday.
1: Yeah, so just to, you know, switch up the, the scenery, you know, get a different kind of, you know, angle on. Th- you
0: know all the connections I see.
1: Um, I know Ralph. You cracked the Des. code quick. <laughs> <laughs> I know Ralph. I know Dez and I know officiating. Um, so, yeah, nah, just to change up the scenery So, I'll probably, you know, continue to do that You know, make sure, you know, I, I get different things going, mm. And then, you know, just keep, keep going from there Did
0: Desmond tell you about Nyreef yet?
1: He didn't tell me about Nyreef yet Oh,
0: maybe we should meet Nyreef Nyreef lives in Valley Stream Really? Yeah, he's another individual that uh that might be able to give you some work um, yeah. Okay, man, so I'm trying to think, man I, I'm really interested to watch you referee So, Saturday's gonna be my day when I see you, huh?
1: Saturday, I'll be watching you too. And I think I can, learn, I can learn a thing or two. So. Eh, we'll see, man. Um, you, know. you
0: have any questions for me? I'm interested because, you know, I haven't really seen you and I don't really talk to you but as much because you were just learning on the ground. But here's your opportunity to ask me whatever you want.
1: Um, you know, my first question will be, um, how did you reach legendary status at <laughs> Island Garden?
0: In what In what sense?
1: In the sense of, you know, you're now the big guy. You know, you Am gotta I? go see. You gotta go see Ralph. You hey, know? you gotta text Ralph. You gotta email Ralph.
0: Well, for I, I'm still the same person. Would you agree?
1: I would agree with. Yeah,
0: you. I'm the same. I'm the same person. So, I mean, I think a lot of the people that don't really know me, maybe they treat me a certain way. Uh, so, I'm still trying to get used to that. But, um, I know for myself, when I got the assigning situation, um, I think Jim really thought that I was gonna just ended up doing a lot of games. Mm. And I flipped that. I was like, I'm not doing no games. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I wanted him to take me serious as an administrator. I didn't want him to think like, oh, I, you know, I'm the assigner now. I'm going to assign myself 200 games. Yeah, And that's not what I wanted to do. So now that he's taking me serious, you know, not to say he wasn't going to take me serious. Yeah, yeah I hear But I guess to backtrack, um, how what were the steps of, of how I got to this point? For one thing, I mean, I was just like you almost six, seven years ago. First day at Island Garden. I have no idea. I mean, I remember my first game. I was on court three. I was with Brian Malella, who still works there. And I remember the first time out, he was like, he was just like, you're new, aren't you? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm new. (laughs) I have no idea what's going on. Uh, Because, you know, at that point, you do little kid games. And then when you go to AU, you're like, oh, this is, this is. And remember, I never played AU. I played at the park. But, you know, it just was so cool that there was just like constant basketball going on. You couldn't believe that it was like my first steady job. I remember before that I was doing an adult league and I was every Wednesday and that was it two games. so if they're off for like five weeks then I'm just not reffing, I I didn't have the connections at that point. So, you know, Island garden, same thing. You, whatever you get two games for one day and then eventually three weeks later, maybe you get two days and then you start getting to the point where, you know, Jim will email you like, I need some help. And I'm like, I'll do it. So, you know, I went through all that. Um, And then I just remember all these emails just like, oh, I heard if you switch, then you can get in trouble and all that. So definitely did that (laughs) during Championship Monday, which was like the big day, Memorial Day, where all the like the AAU national qualifications start going on. I ended up switching with somebody and um, I didn't think he was going to find out. Also, I didn't know what Championship Monday was. I had no idea. So I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to the beach with my family. So I think my game was like a 210. I get a voicemail at 2.22, and it was it was Mr. Fox. I remember he was screaming at the top of his lungs. And I remember my heart beating like, man, I just innocently just wanted to go to the beach, right? I didn't want to. So me, I like to tackle problems head on. I don't like to let it fester, so I call him up, and I just apologize. I said, listen, I didn't know that it was a big deal. I was being real with him. Yeah. He was yelling at me. He suspended me, and it was, it was rough. Imagine your Arbiter now, because your Arbiter's Crazy, right? Yeah, It's crazy, you never thought it would, you remember when it was just like one game? I remember when it was just one game. Everyone remembers that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You are removed, you are removed, you are removed, you are removed. Mm. So, you know what, I, I definitely, and I'm also the type of person, and this is just like good life advice. Um, Some people like to go like, especially if you break up with your girl, you might think about her for eight seconds, then you stop thinking about it, then you think about it for a minute, I like to just let it burn. I like to go like, let me let's, let me think about it deeply for four hours. Yeah. And after that four hours is done, I ain't thinking about it like that no more. Mm-hmm. So I remember I was at the beach and I'm out there thinking like, all right, I definitely lost 70 games. I have no idea what I'm going to do. And I said to myself like, okay, I'm never going to do that again. I'm going to make sure that I communicate. If I got to switch, I will let the proper channels know. Um, but I'm just going to get good at softball. And that's what I did the whole summer. I just ended up just doing softball. And I loved it. And I didn't really think about that, right? Because I'm not that type of person, like, I should have done this, because if I did it, that's all like a waste of time to me. So I was like, you know what, I'll move forward, I'll do softball. So I didn't even wait, like, six months. I waited, like, another year before I even stepped that island guard. So I, I emailed him, and I told him I want to come back, and uh, he embraced me. But, you know, I'm thinking I'm going to get my status back. No, I went all the way back in oh the garbage God. can, right? And I remember that, like, that first week, they're like, oh, my God, where you been? And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I switched more. And like, oh, you're the guy with the emails. Like, It was like a legendary story. So I'd say about, you know, it took me like seven months to get back to like where I was. And then, you know, then I started getting real serious with the city. And then I started doing college. So then now he started like looking at me a lot different. And I remember when I first started Referee Rant, which was almost about two years ago, I let him know because, you know, shout out to Jim Fox, everybody at Island Garden. Uh, people can say what they want, but... I mean, it really it really made me a really great official. Yeah. Just just by the repetition, just by the uh, camaraderie, just by the different quirky things that happened, really made me an excellent official, I think, personally. So I've always laid down my roots, and I will, I will say that till my dying day when it comes to basketball. But, you know, at that point, when you're starting to branch out, um, I think for a while I was like, all right, I don't need island guard. Like, you feel like you just graduated. Yeah. But then one of my mentors told me that I just recently met at that point, which was about three years ago. He's like, nah, you gotta, you gotta keep nurturing that. And I'm like, for what? I, I already done learned what I needed to learn. Cause everyone thinks of it as a stepping stone, but he's like, nah, you can't, you can't forget where you came from just because you're doing school games from November to March. You could still give one day of availability a week. Yeah, You don't have to like cut the whole bridge. So that really resonated to me. But I think what happened to me, um, that particular mentor, just like I said earlier in the podcast, he told me, um, he had an opportunity to ref in the NBA, but he chose not to because of his family. He was already like in a, in, in a big, um, bank that he was working at. And he was like, "No, nah, I'm just, I'm just going to chill here. But he ended up becoming like this assigner and he also taught referees and observed referees and, was able to communicate and network with other people to just build this big conglomerate of as an assigner, as somebody that was just very respected in the game. So I guess he kind of just rubbed off on me because I started thinking more of the administrative side of things of refereeing. So that happened, but all the while, I had one of those situations where I had to switch again and I didn't tell him again and he found out. I only got suspended for like a month and I got my status back. But you it was like, how did. could you do this again? It's yeah. like, what, what, what are you doing? But, you know, to go back to um, just the whole, I guess, the, the the just trying to figure it out. I've done so many different things. I've seen so many refs. I, I've seen people take it serious. I've seen people take it not serious. I think just all of that experience over time. And then, of course, with referee bubbling up, I would talk to Jim. and Sometimes he would call me. And, you know, I have such... PTSD when he calls me up because I've been fired so many times. Like I've been fired like three, four times. Yeah. So I'm always thinking like when he tells me, give me a call, I'm like, all right, I'm in trouble. Like what I do. So I'm always trying to think like before I call him, did I do something wrong? No, I didn't do anything wrong. So I call him up. Um, you could see the difference. Cause he was one of the first people that I told about referee rant. And I was like, yo, I got this brand. Um, I kind of have a radio show. I would like for you to be on. He's like, no, I'm not interested. And like we're not involved. No. Okay, cool. So then. I got good at it, right? I started developing it. Then I'd say, like six months ago, he's like, "I hear you're still doing that that show that you're doing." Yes, but I'm not asking him for help. Year later, now he knows. I hear you have a podcast, and, I, and referee ran. Um, so now you know the name, yeah. right? So, trust me, I never forgot any of those things, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, you fast forward this two years later. I mean, referee rants all over the place at Island Garden. Yeah, and it's something that I don't forget because I have such pride in. I guess the way he was treating it before to to how it is now. It kind so of
1: motivated
0: you. I mean, look, it, it. I didn't forget anything, and it wasn't a situation where it was like, oh, I, I I have resentment. It was just more like. I think you. I think you're you're very similar to me because, I always tr- treated myself like a king, right. It, you might not recognize it in the beginning because I'm in like a lowly situation. I haven't taken over. But as time goes on, people are going to know how royal I am. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I don't really race with other people. I'm at my own pace. So eventually he found out. You know what I'm saying? So eventually I became his peer. And then the, the real thing that broke was the, the New York High School Madness Tournament. Oh, yeah. So it was just basically a confluence of circumstances where I was like, I could get the refs. And I remember when we were in negotiation with it, he was like, We gotta get our island garden rest. And I was like, with all due respect, I don't know if more than half of the roster would be able to control these games. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's difficult for me. Yeah. And there's not enough. So I gave him a list of, you know, I think ten people that were qualified candidates. He had to run by the whole thing. Um, then I just had basically the who's who of the best referees in Nassau, in Suffolk, in Queens, in Brooklyn in Manhattan, in the Bronx, all of my college referees, some G League officials, put them all in a pot, sent them the list, and he was reluctant at first, because he was like, I'm going to assign it with you, I was like, whatever, I'm just happy I'm in the building, then he was like, you know what, just take it, it's, it's a, tr- I remember he said it was a tremendous um, thing off my plate, I said, like, okay, so I killed that, and then I'd say like within, when it was like the elite eight of my tournament, He's like, see me in my office. And I'm like, damn, definitely got in trouble. Got in trouble. <laughs> so I go, switched. I go in there and he he overlooks, I don't know if you've ever been in the office, but there's a transparent glass and you can see it from court one and it overlooks court yeah, one, yeah. court two, court three. So he walks by, he takes off his glasses, looks at it. And he's like, you know, I'm really impressed with what you did, what all of you guys did in this tournament. And I said, I, I thank you. And he's like, what do you think about a sign in here? I was like, uh... Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. So it it wasn't like a thing where I was like, I want to assign. I want to assign. It was more like you just kind of just show your worth. You know what I'm saying? You kind of just do the things the right way. You don't know how this is going to land. So I think for me, you know, what really helps somebody like you is that I'm approachable. You could talk to me. I'm not going to bug out. Right. And I understand because I'm a referee. So I think just like the diplomatic skills and being able to like put connections together, I think it's better served for me if I preempt my career personally and not want to go to college or want to go to the city anymore, I really want to just focus on Long Island and developing people like you. And i still ref. Yeah, i still ref. So I hope that answers your question. Did I answer your question?
1: It answered my question. And the first statement you made, like it gave me like an antenna went off when you said your partner told you like, Oh yeah, this is your first time. I remember my second set of games. um, I was doing some games with um, Theo and the first whistle, he was like, I've never seen you here before. He's like, How long have you been roughing? Six, seven years? See why he
0: gotta get like that? He gotta get all invasive.
1: He was like, You rough here six, seven years? I was like, Nah, They're like actually this is like my fourth game here And then he was like, Wow, you're good and for me early on, you know, that took a little, you know, off my plate, you know, I could breathe at that moment when, you know, he was like, Nah, you're doing you're doing a good job, man. Not that I was second guessing myself, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that was actually a pretty big game that we did. You know, it, it, it put me in a place where I could, you know, peacefully, you know, do the job.
0: Mm. Now, it, it's weird because, like, I set my sights to be the best official that I can. And also at the same time, when I'm refereeing, I still want to be great. Like, I don't do baseball that much, but best believe when I'm behind the plate, I want to be the best umpire I could possibly be. Is that something that you'd be interested in in the future, doing, like, administrative-type things?
1: Um, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right, so. good. I so you
0: just, you're just going to whore it out with me, I see. Yeah,
1: I'm just going to strictly run up and down the court. Mm. Um, yeah. See, that might change too, though. Uh, I would be surprised, but I wouldn't put it, you know, I wouldn't put it away and say, you know, I've seen crazier things happen.
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, well, we'll see how that develops. You have any other questions for me?
1: Um... New York Madness, like talk, (laughs) like just go a little bit in depth about that. Like, what was, what was that? Like,
0: man, I really leaned into my like when I was in my twenties. I remember I used to do these parties at my house, and there'd be like 400 people. I mean, like the cops knew about it. It It's crazy. They would come the day before. Like I heard you having a party. Like how does everyone know this? So that
1: that that's a big experience, you know. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, and see, I never, I never did like the Evite thing. I would be like, yo, Corey. Everyone's coming. Yeah. Like and you'd be the first person I'd contact. Yeah. So I remember like when we were going through the first things, what you have to do is you have to influence the influential teams. Yeah. So if you have South Shore High School saying yes, mm-hmm. more than likely there's gonna be ten other teams that follow through. And if those teams are anchored in a way where like South Shore is, oh, we got Thomas Jefferson, oh we got St. Francis Prep. Oh, we got Northport. Oh, we got Baldwin. Oh, so it, it was kind of like one of those things where it was like, I let, I let the rumors triangulate. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? So then after that, once we got the commitment, I remember we were like, I hope we get 20 teams. We ended up getting like 80 teams. Yeah, because it, at,
1: it looked crazy. Like I saw a lot on Instagram and I was like, Island Garden is like on jumping. Yeah. On fire. It was on
0: mm-hmm. and fire. And to this day, I still would say that that has been the most on fire I've ever seen it. I don't know if it could ever get back to that type of fire because, you know, even if we had that tournament again, it was to the point where, like, nobody was playing basketball. Mm -hmm. So everyone was just fiending, just fiending to play. So everyone just was, like, super intense. But um, just that experience was, um, it was crazy. And I think what most people came out of that was they were so surprised that I didn't ref. Yeah, You know what I mean? I did all those assigning. I pushed all the right buttons. And I was sad that I didn't get you in, but... Now that I know that you're nice, you, you're probably going to do the championship next year. We'll see what happens. But
1: I like the way I <laughs> sound.
0: But, um, you know, I, I think Jim, in the beginning, he's like, he's like, you know, you could take whatever games you want. I'm like, I'm not going to ref. He's like, you're not going to ref? He looked at me like, crazy? You're not going to ref? I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to ref. And mm-hmm. true to my word, I didn't ref one game. Mm-hmm. And what was so beautiful about it was like, I was dripping. I was wearing whatever I wanted. I was like, you're still going to take me serious as an administrator because... I don't know if the the pandemic made all of us cozy boys. Mm -hmm. Like we're just wearing Crocs now on a a regular, not wearing belts, like not just dressing up. But, you know, I wanted them to really respect my mind as opposed to like my appearance. So I definitely tried to look a certain way for them to be like, I still got to take this guy serious because of of what he's doing. But overall, it was a great event. I'll say that just for me, it's kind of like when you host a party. You're not really having a lot of fun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the toilet the toilet might not be working. There's no more chips. There's no more napkins. somebody's looking for a fork. So I felt as though I was kinda like just going all over the place. But I was happy with the end result that everyone enjoyed themselves. So yeah, that was my experience.
1: So next year we're with New York Madness part two? I
0: hope so. I mean, I, I would like to. I think it might it might pose and present some challenges since
1: There will be a season. Well, yeah,
0: there's gonna mm-hmm. be a season. So I don't I don't know what the what the temperature would be. But I would love for it to be a, a yearly thing, Damn. right? And I would hope for that you participate this time as an official. But you probably, you probably going to be playing, no?
1: Uh, you know, we'll see. You're just going to quit? Right, quit? You're going to
0: quit for a week?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take a week off.
0: Crazy. Um, I, That's all I got, man, unless you got any more questions. I um, want to leave some more meat on the bones for a part three because, you know, I'm just interested to just hear your journey as it goes.
1: Yeah, the projection. I'm, I'm interested in being a part of it. <laughs> but no, nah, I'm, um, I'm good.
0: All right, man. Any final words you want to say before we part ways?
1: Um, shout out to Island Garden. Shout out to Island Garden. That's that's all I got. to yeah, say. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Listen. Keep that energy. Keep improving. Uh, just stay humble, man. I, I know you're. I know where you're gonna go because mm-hmm. you, you do the right amount of annoying me. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy for that, man. I'm really happy for your progress, man. For Corey Powell. This is Ralph the ref. This is the ramp. We are signing out. Peace.